Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. And what a blessed and beautiful day it is here on Maui. We send oceans and oceans of love. Our co-host Jim Jacobson went off to New York City in order to um, be at the big bookseller program that they've got there. It's supposed to be the biggest bookseller event of the year. And he'll be coming back to us. Uh, we're really excited today because we're going to be talking with um, two of my closest friends, but uh, two of the finest meditation teachers that I'm uh, familiar with. You know, all of us yearn for a deeper connection with spirit. And some of the techniques uh, seem to be maybe difficult for some of us to get into. Uh, Reverend Paul Timon and Dr. Marge Britt have been uh, teachers of meditation. They're both unity ministers. They, Paula has been a student of Father Keating, Thomas Keating, for a long time. So we're going to look forward to talking to them because they're coming this week, this Sunday. Uh, they'll be doing uh, a Sunday afternoon and a Monday way of going into the silence. So we're so honored to be talking to them. And then we're going to be talking with Angel um, Honig, Manesh. Menakshi, I always mess her name up, I apologize, but she's going to be talking to us about the Eightfold Path of Yoga and uh, ways that you can all um, benefit from not just the beautiful environment here on Maui, but from yoga coming into practice and in with union with God. So we're going to begin by sending all of you lots of love, and I hope we're going to be talking with uh, Reverend Paul Timon and Dr. Marge Britt in California. Are you listening? We are. We're here. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I had, I don't know if you were online yet, but I was uh, talking about your experience of teaching contemplative meditation, centering prayer, and w- how wonderful it is because for people that have tried to quiet their minds, this is such a wonderful, wonderful practice. Welcome, Marge, and welcome, Paul. Thank you for calling in. Thank you, Mary. And you just came from a meditation retreat? Yes, we did. And uh, you're going to be here in in, uh, Maui this Sunday. You'll be doing the Sunday service at 10 o'clock. And then there's a retreat that people can go to on Sunday afternoon and Monday. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit about what they might expect to experience at that retreat? Why don't you start, Mary? Well, this will be a taste of what can be experienced and entered into in um, a longer retreat. And uh, it will be a bit of an introduction. It will talk about what it is, what meditation is, how you enter it, and the different ways that it can be entered, different kinds of techniques and paths that have been taught for hundreds and even thousands of years. Um, but most of all, it'll be a time to begin to experience it and practice it. So it's going to be start on Sunday afternoon, and you uh, anyone can sign up. Uh, if people could only come to Sunday, would that be okay? Yes, of course. Because it is going to be Monday, and I've encouraged people, like, uh, if you can take a day off, people who are visiting Maui and want to take home something more than just the great photographs and the beautiful memories of this island, this might be something for you who are driving around to take home how to maintain the peace, because centering prayer, which is what I think you'll be focusing on, is that correct? Yes. Centering prayer is one of the models that we teach. We also integrate Um, other things that people may be familiar with, like the focus on breath, which is sometimes called insight meditation or vipassana. Uh, So it's a way of bringing many different practices together. But the model from uh, Thomas Keating uh, of centering prayer is such a profound one because it starts with setting your intention to enter the stillness, and then it let you begin to experience how that works, how, how you will come into an experience that may feel 
quiet and serene and as your un- as as your unconscious begins the process of relaxing then um, the dynamics of the unconscious begin and so it this is not just about meditating it's also about healing Mary mm-hmm. the uh the simple goal is to go from illusion to reality, and uh, that's that's the process. And that process of becoming still quiets the egoic mind, and allows uh, faculties that we that have been dormant within us to arise. Our soul awareness arises, and in that process, and in the purification of the unconscious we become aware of the great realities. And this is uh, not a new technique, is it? I mean, these are thousands of years old. This it started back in 4000 B.C. Thereabouts, give or take a few hundred years. <laughs> but we, were, we weren't there, were we, Paul? I don't, I'm starting well, to I'm not sure. That's still an open question. <laughs> well, we'd be further along, wouldn't we? I mean, that's what I think. Maybe not. Well, maybe we have to go back and get a little more purification. Well, I, and I think that that's sometimes startling for people that they come into a, a spiritual practice. Maybe they're you know that blossoming, that beautiful feeling tone, and oh, they're just in love with you and Marge, teachers. It feels so great, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of that, is this like a stomach ache. Only it's a psychic or a, uh, emotional eruption. And I love the fact that in the process that you teach, Paul, you prepare people. Um, that that's a good thing because all this undigested emotional thoughts that just got stuffed down, uh, because you create a quiet, they often emerge and and it startles people. They go, well, what happened? I was just having such a great two, three months in meditation. And and, uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it's a different tradition to tell about it differently, but you're so gentle with it and and it's such a good thing. Yeah, it's... uh the process uh, resembles that of a divine therapist. <laughs> and uh, a five-day silent retreat is equivalent to five years of Jungian analysis. So uh, if you really want to upchuck all of that undigested garbage for, that we've held for decades, then it becomes uh, really a good idea to attend these retreats uh, periodically to remove all of this undigested emotional junk and to process it uh, so that uh, people don't push our buttons inadvertently and then we don't <laughs> know why we say what we say. Mm, mm. Well, one one of the beautiful statements from the retreat that we just finished on the Palos Verdes Peninsula was a person who said, I asked to be an empty vessel and to be filled with what God wanted. And what I found was not the filling up of anything, but the release of all of the stuff that clings to me <laughs> desperately. <laughs> and when all of that was stripped away, she said what was left was me, the true me, the whole me, who doesn't need answers. And she talked about how that true me knows and is guided moment by moment, day by day, task by task, in the perfect direction for her life. And and um, now you are actually going to be here on Maui this Sunday, so people could uh, set aside Sunday afternoon and Monday, very affordable to have an introduction. You're going to be doing, and I am uh, got it on my calendar in September in beautiful Estes Park, Colorado, for people that are on the mainland who are here vacationing, or people on Maui who, uh, what a beautiful time of the year. Is that about the time the Aspens are out, Paul? September 23rd to 28th, or is that a little early? It is the time of the Aspens, and there will be just the turning of the colors about that time. It'll it'll be beautiful. And, and that would be a six-day silent retreat, so you'd have one day on Carl Jung's five years. I like that idea. But it's very affordable. I'm just... Um, I'm just looking at it. uh, We are going to St. Malo's Retreat Center, which is where um, Pope John was brought when he traveled the world and was in the United States. And this was the place that 
was chosen for him to come and rest and retreat. And so you can imagine that it has to be a pretty amazing um, place of serenity and beauty. And and it will be wonderful. Well, your uh, staff sent us some uh, brochures, and we do have them. We plan on passing them out on Sunday. But if someone can't be there on Sunday, just call us at 242-9327 or go online, unityonmaui.org, and we'll send it out to you, or you come by the church and pick them up. Uh, but it's a six-day silent retreat of contemplation and meditation. It's in Estes Park, Colorado, and... Um, this this very Sunday, you're going to get people started. They, I like the idea you don't have to wait. Um, so your practice is you're going to look at different types of prayer and meditation. And you're going to also look at the psychology of the spiritual journey a little bit. Can you tell us, I know you touched on that a little bit, but that this really is for your not just awakening, but for your good mental health. I mean, <laughs> this is a practice for parents and business people um, who maybe aren't thinking enlightenment. They're just thinking, I want some peace of mind. When the unconscious begins to unload, it's very, very important to have some tools to work with. And so that process begins, and, and then you come back to a setting of an intention again to that union with God, but you're closer to the union. You're closer to that sacred center than when you began. So this is not just a, a one-day or a six-day uh, practice. It is something you will live with in, in your life on an ongoing basis. And I think that's the most beautiful thing of all. Now, you... Um are going to bring some tools that you're going to share. Sometimes you show videos and DVDs. Are you going to be doing any of that on here in Maui? Yes, we will be bringing uh, a video of uh, Thomas Keating, who founded Contemplative Outreach, and which now has uh, close to 200,000 members worldwide. And uh, that is one of the uh, initial videos that he made to introduce people to the process. But we will also have discussions that enable people to uh, see the similarity and the commonality of the process to other world religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism, Islam, and uh, you name it, because the meditative technique and centering prayer has been around as we started out this conversation for thousands of years. So it's an invitation to join in antiquity and to develop a practice that is a very practical way of uh, living our lives. And we'll also be integrated, integrating awareness of 12-step traditions as they uh, emerge as a path of enlightenment. And so that makes it another dimension that is very con contemporary and, and deep and yet very profound. The uh, depth of the 12-step program uh, is not realized by many people in the program until they begin to view it from an ongoing process. And uh, the centering prayer techniques and methods are devoted towards teaching people how to uh, become aware of that uh, conscious contact with God within themselves and to uh, really become aware of those metaphors that are used in the big book of great reality and God consciousness and all of the other spiritual terms. So this would be a really helpful uh, Sunday, Monday for someone excuse me, in the 12-step program that is, is really yearning to understand the depths of their spiritual tradition. So wonderful. Wonder, I didn't realize that, but you're absolutely right. There's so many people that this would really bless that are deeply, their lives have been changed at depth by the 12-step program. The other great gift that I'm excited about is that uh, there are going to be people coming from 
um, unity of um, Miami, um, unity on the bay. There's people coming from unity of Santa Fe, and um, we're hoping that uh, uh, you will be there, Mary, with some people from unity of Maui. So this will not just be um, one small group we're hoping to fill the retreat center and and i think this will be just a time of um deep deep uh movement into the soul and into the knowing of spirit well i'm excited because i get on a plane the very just a couple hours after you arrive on maui and uh, i will be going to our world headquarters in unity village where uh, our movement began in the silence. I think I carry in my heart it will return to the silence. <laughs> but uh, I'm really grateful that you would uh, fly from beautiful, beautiful Southern California where you have a lovely congregation, Marge. I'm one of my favorite. And come and bless us here on Maui. Plant some seeds. And uh, for anyone who is... Um, yearning to deepen their meditation practice or trying to find a practical way. I can't um, uh, stress enough how practical this uh, Sunday afternoon, Monday will be. You will leave there with a simple, clear practice that I know for me, in the Western mind, the centering prayer seems to me to work more effectively, swifter than any other prayer technique that I've been introduced to, and I, I think I've done them uh, an awful lot of them, the different breaths and the vipassanas and and the mudras and the mantras. Uh, but this this gives you, I think it's the intention, uh, the intention to surrender to the beloved. Um, there is there is that power in it that you're not just sitting to still your mind, but you to come into this divine relationship and really invite the divine beloved to transform, heal your life. That that's that's a little different than many of the different techniques and. Um, so I just I'm I was very grateful to be introduced to it I think by you Paul probably when we were ministerial students how long have you been doing centering prayer uh, I've been involved in this particular form of prayer ever since I first met Thomas Keating in 19 uh, I think it was 1989 or 90 and then no, it was I was 87 was it 87 yes yeah. <laughs> As years pass by, I lose track. <laughs> but uh, uh, he's been influential in my life. And, uh, I volunteered for to be on his staff for five years at the monastery uh, to get him uh, really imbued with the process. So uh, I, I do think it's it's not the only process, of course, but uh, I think the simplicity of it speaks for itself and the results that people can achieve. So I do recommend highly that anyone that wants a simple practice that can bring it into their daily lives really give it an opportunity to function. You know, And I'm reading your brochure for the six-day retreat that takes place September 23rd, 28th. We don't want to confuse people too much. There's one a mini retreat right here on Maui this Sunday uh, at Unity Church on High Street. You can pre-register by going online, unityonmaui.org, or call the church. Or come on Sunday and just show up. It is going to be wonderful. Um, also, uh, it's Monday day, but this retreat that you're doing, it says that you do some private interviews or sessions. Would you be available for anyone who takes this retreat to just sit down with them, maybe where they're stuck or they don't understand you know, whether, where they are in the process? Would that be helpful? Yes, we normally have some time available to have private interviews with people, but in the short period of time that we have there, uh, we would probably have to limit the interviews to 10 or 15 minutes, but it depends upon the number of people who show up. We will be having some discussion where most questions can get answered, but some uh -huh. people have uh, personal items that they want to uh, discuss, so we will make time available for them. So tell me, Marge, you just, uh, do you have people fill in forms because you were just sharing what some woman said? What, what are some of the most common uh, 
because I know everyone comes back from these retreats so inspired, so their lives in a whole different dynamic. But on a two-day retreat, I think that can happen too here, right here on Maui. People can have a, a shift or an awareness or an aha. Well, what are some of the most common experiences of people who do shift their life and say, you know, I'm going to make prayer, I'm going to make meditation really important, important enough that I'm going to clear my calendar. I'm going to spend a Sunday afternoon and a Monday just focused on this. One of the comments that I found just precious was a person who said, I was frustrated in many areas of my life, and on the second day, that frustration left. (laughs) I mean, that is amazing Mm -hmm. when you realize that being in the silence brings that kind of immense gift. Mm. I think most of all what people talk about is just a deep abiding peace, uh, an acceptance of what is. Um, There's often tears of healing. There's, interestingly, in the silence, a soul communication that occurs that uh, can't be heard usually or when there's so much noise in our heads. Um, There's a lot of releasing that happens and um, the awareness of of how um, there's a, a deep, deep state of gratitude. Another part of what what someone referred to as the gratitude clearing the brain noise and the chatter's gone. <laughs> um, there's unspeakable joy, and one of the experiences is sometimes just stunning to watch for someone grope for words to try to express something that's beyond words. Mm. Um, it becomes... Um, something that is not just a temporary way uh, to experience during a meditation set, but ultimately it becomes a permanent way of looking at the world in one's life. And that is really, really um, profound. And and I'm thrilled because your community, uh, you started out and they were kind of small, and now you fill the retreat centers there in Southern California. That is so wonderful. Because it changes the field in your community, doesn't it, when they come back? Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, one of the things that I, I, a lot of people think of meditation and they think hours and hours. I was uh, very surprised, and and I find it very workable for most people, that Thomas Keating suggests a 20-minute sit in the morning and perhaps another 20-minute set someplace mid-afternoon, not too late in the day. What do you think about that, Paul? Does that seem like a a good time, a reasonable time for a person? If a person should start out, what? giving whatever time they can to okay. their practice. If okay. they have five minutes, they should start with that. Okay. But what they will discover if they give 20 minutes in the morning and 20 in the afternoon is that they'll be trying to find a way to give a half hour. <laughs> and as the years go on, they'll try to give an hour. It's like uh, going to a, a, a quiet party, if you can imagine such a paradox, and getting all the, the benefits of that, that uh, party and uh, your life becomes so transformed that you want to spend more and more time. And all of the chatter and the noise in in the brain will begin to subside. You'll complain less. You won't try to label things. You don't have opinions on on items. You will just be a serene person. And for those in 12-step programs, what they will realize is the serenity prayer no longer is a prayer of supplication because they realize that God does grant us the serenity if we engage in that process. So as you just enter the silence, the joy is the natural um, vibration of the silence? Is that what you experience? So it's not like uh, it's not like something that comes from it. It is it is the natural vibration. It's the natural vibration, but it also induces a uh, an evacuation of all of the Uh, unresolved uh, issues that we have in life, the grief, the unforgivenesses, and when you go through those little 
uh, volcanoes, and underneath all of it is pure joy and pure love. And what do you think about past lives? You kind of clear up your family of origin stuff, and you get those buttons cleared away, and then you come into this samskara with the in the Hindus, this deep stuff that <laughs> you brought in. Is is that do, do you find that to be true? I mean, you kind of clear away the things you're conscious of, or you're aware of those irritations, and then out of the blue can come some things that maybe you didn't even know were there. Absolutely, and, and this integrates very well with the 12 steps where your, uh, your inventory comes up, your unconscious comes uh, into the foreground and becomes conscious, and you get to be forgiving, and you become compassionate. And the deeper you go and the more purification and transformation you get involved in, the more you achieve what Joe Campbell used to call your ultimate bliss. The other interesting thing is that this is a process that is a double spiral. And every time you go a, a level higher into the light, what happens is that that light actually shines uh, a, a level deeper into what could have been shadow material. That could be shadow in your life, in this lifetime. It could be um, collective unconscious even. And so this is really ultimately... Um, very, very significant and very, very deep. It's a life practice. And it's, it's a, a gift that you give. I, I think that was a critical, what you just said, as you transform your own uh, shadow or what uh, unhealed, unresolved things, uh, you become a world server. I, I think that's a lot of people realize that um, now my life is a vessel for something greater. The the uh, humanity within me can can bring light to that darker place and be a blessing, and uh, and that's what we all want to be. But when we have our own stuff going on, our own buttons that keep getting pushed. At least my experience is that get, that got in the way. I mean, my intention was to be that loving person, but that unhealed, unresolved stuff kept burping up. And now. Now, thanks to all of the work, um, we can be of greater service. This is a beautiful process. And I love the two of you. You're, uh, we're listening to uh, Dr. Marge Brett, her husband, uh, Reverend Paul Timon, our class. We graduated together, um, Paul, a few years back. <laughs> but Paul was our resident mystic. It's just such an honor. They'll be here on Maui this Sunday. They'll be doing the 10 o'clock Sunday service at the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And then back on High Street at our home, they'll be doing a mini retreat to introduce you to this practice. And uh, and then they'll tell you more about um, the six-day retreat in beautiful Estes Park, Colorado in September. We have those flyers. You can go online. We'll get them to you. Paul, it's just been great. Marge, thank you so much. I know you changed your staff meeting for us. Thank you. Oh, it's been a joy. And uh, the kitty cats are waiting for you, so uh, I'll see you on Friday. Many blessings, Paul and Marge. Thanks and so much. And much love to you. I feel it. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. You know, um, Paramahansa Yogananda said that meditation is the science of God-realization. It is the most practical science in the world. Most people would want to meditate if they understood its value and experienced its beneficial effects, which is the feeling of joy and peace and presence, knowing what to do. Those are the effects. I'm just adding this here. The ultimate object of meditation is to obtain conscious awareness of God and our soul's eternal oneness with God. You know, And you have a chance to deepen that this Sunday afternoon, a mini-retreat at Maui uh, in the afternoon, and I apologize, I think it's 2 to 4, Two to six, one to six. Please uh, call the church two four nine. Excuse me, two four two nine three two seven, and we'll get the correct time for you before the program is over. But I'm going through all my notes and I'm not finding it here. So, much love to you, and we'll find that exact time. We're going to listen to our sponsors who make this possible, and we'll be right back with um, Angel Honick, who's going to talk to us about the benefits of yoga. We're so grateful. Have a blessed day. Stay tuned. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. 
There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Well, thanks for staying tuned. I did call my fabulous staff, and they let me know that the retreat, the mini-retreat, is this uh, Sunday from 2 to 6 and then 10 to 4 on Monday. So um, go ahead and call the church and sign up or just come. It's a great, great 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 opportunity we celebrate the spirit within all of us on sundays at the seventh day adventist church temporarily we're very grateful to them for making that home available and i think we're going to be talking with angel angel are you online yes i am mary it's so great you're right in the middle of a yoga uh, retreat that you're training you you are the magnificent yoga teacher on maui but you're actually providing a training, a certification training, but also a place where if somebody's listening, they could come in and spend a day with you. Is that correct? Yes, it's a glorious opportunity. It's beautiful up here with sweeping views and magnificent, and people can come up for a day or for the week or for the whole month seeking certification or just coming for a day of rejuvenation, a yoga retreat. So how would they reach you if they wanted to spend a day with you? Yes, uh, the phone number is 874-1887 or the website angelyoga.com. So it's 874-1884-1887 or angelyoga.com. That's one word, angelyoga.com. Yes. And we'll give you that, uh, if you're driving, we'll give you that phone number and the website um, at the end of our interview. So um, don't worry about it. Or You can always call Unity Church and we'll find it for you. Angel, tell me about yoga. I know this is Hatha Yoga. Well, um, Hatha Yoga is one part of it, and it's an eight-limb path. And yoga is uh, comes from the root yoke or union, union with the divine. And I loved what you said earlier in your show about the divine beloved, because this eight-limb path is a glorious, time-tested method of experiencing union with the divine beloved. And as you have said so beautifully, Mary, at unity, God is too big to fit in any one package. (laughs) And so this is just one of the many packages that uh, we can glide through to experience that union with the divine. So uh, can you share? I know we just have, uh, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes here, but can you express the eight-limb path, Hatha Yoga being one, which is the body yoga? Yes, I'd love to describe that. Okay. The eight-limb path is over 5,000 years old. It's a time-tested, proven method for experiencing union with the divine. And the first step is called yama, which means restraints, and it has five components. And the second step is called niyama, which has five components. So this is from Patanjali's aphorisms, right? Yes. This is from Patanjali Yoga Sutras. Okay. And so the first five and the second five equal ten, and that ten is very similar to the Ten Commandments. There you go. And it's based on ethical perfection. So the foundation of any yoga practice is ethical perfection. And the way they have it outlined so beautifully, these ten points, I can move through them quickly if you Would like. Would you? Because I think people are going, whoa, 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 what are they? What are they? These yes. are five things you avoid and five things that you embrace. So, exactly. Yeah, let's share them because I've been reading them and I kind of just put them up there each day just to kind of remind myself. Yes, beautiful. The first uh, five, yama, is the restraints. The first one is ahimsa, which means non-injury. And it means to do our best not to cause injury in our thoughts, words, or actions to the best of our ability. 
The second one is satya, truthfulness, and that has many levels. Of course, we all know not to lie, but it also means being true to yourself, being true to your own identity, your true nature, which is peaceful and loving. Then the third one is brahmacharya, which means moderation or middle path. The fourth one is asteya, which means non-stealing. And, of course, again, many layers, because we all know you don't go in a store and steal, but sometimes we steal energy or steal ideas or steal on subtle levels. Or, or steal, gossip. Yes, <laughs> or steal, steal from ourselves by not yeah. identifying with our true nature. So all of these yamas and yamas have the gross and then the subtle meanings. And the more we delve into them, the more it reveals to us the deeper meaning of these practices. And then the fifth one is a parigraha, which it translates as non-hoarding, non-greed, or non-accepting of gifts with strings attached, which would taint our neutrality and compromise our integrity. Beautiful. So those are the first five, the yama, the restraints, and then the second five are the observances, as you said, the ones to embrace. So the first one is salcha, and that means purity, purity of thought, word, action, purity of clothes, purity of diet, um, to embrace, blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Um, so purity is the first one. Okay. The second one is santosha, which means contentment. And contentment means the rich are poor without it and the poor are rich with it. So it doesn't matter what you have, but what you appreciate is what constitutes contentment. Then the next one is tapas which means literally burning. It means using pain as help for purification. So we don't cause pain, we don't invoke pain, we don't uh, inflict pain on others, but when pain comes to us, we embrace it because pain is a messenger that's helping us to make a course correction. Mm. Then the fourth one is swadaya, which means spiritual study. And that's what we do so beautifully at Unity, for example, when you come to a service or you go to one of the classes. Spiritual study is not limited to any particular path. I love what uh, we say at Unity, transdenominational. So it could be study of the Bible, the Torah, the Koran, study of the Yoga Sutras, any kind of spiritual study that puts us in touch with our divine nature. And then the fifth one is Ishwara Pranidhanan, which means self-surrender to the Lord. It means not my will, but thy will be done. As you were saying, surrendering in the silence to experiencing that divine beloved within all of us. So those are the five yamas, the five niyamas, the ten, you could say, commandments in different words. And those constitute the first two limbs of the eight-limb path. Beautiful. Now, do you want me to go I through? I do. The I'm third fascinated. I'm just. I just think our listeners are thrilled. You're just a lovely teacher. I love this. Now, if they came up there and they wanted to spend a day at this beautiful retreat or spend a week, they could call you and that phone number for anyone who now has pulled over is 874-1887. But you, you would have an experience of this, whether you actually were teaching it through words, but through vibration. Yes. When someone comes up, we do Hatha Yoga in the morning, which okay. is the physical postures, which I can describe next as the third limb of Raja Yoga. And so we'd start our day with postures, and there's no strain involved. It's multi-level, so people can come of all different ages, sizes, levels of fitness. It doesn't matter because yoga is not a competitive activity. It's a date with your own mind, body, spirit, and breath. So everyone can come at any level and participate in the Hatha Yoga. Then after that, we take a beautiful walking meditation in the pine forest, and we do our breathing practices, looking over this beautiful view with the fresh air and breathing in the natural aromatherapy from the pine trees. 
And then we come back to this gorgeous retreat center after our walk and our breathing practices. And we have a beautiful catered vegan lunch. And then in the afternoon, we have a talk on a very uh, various aspects of yoga. It could be on yoga diet or on any aspect of yoga. And then after that, we dip into the uh, saltwater pool and the ultraviolet jacuzzi with the beautiful mountain air here and have a rejuvenation spa experience. So if someone comes up for the day, they would get an experience of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and rejuvenation aspects of yoga. Oh, my goodness. What a blessed, blessed. Now, is that up in, where are you at, Kula? Or, we're in um, Olinda. Olinda, my favorite yes, place on the island. and we're looking out over the beautiful jacaranda, beautiful lavender flowers, and it's so beautiful. The air is beautiful to breathe. We have the eucalyptus trees here, which makes it a natural aromatherapy and beautiful lavender flowers everywhere. So if you come up for a day, it's just a slice of heaven where you can step out of the, your everyday reality and just come up, rejuvenate, and learn some tools that you can use for the rest of your life to access that inner divine beloved. Well, if you would you stay online? I know that you're in the middle of your teaching, but we need to hear from our sponsors, and I'd love to hear that we have three of the limbs. I love the idea of, of spending a day in heaven with you, uh, but I also want uh, our listeners to hear the other five limbs. Uh, Absolutely. So I'd this is Angel Honig, and we'll be back uh, after we thank uh, Trish Morris and also Myrna Stone with Real estate Maui style. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Well, we're back here because we want to also acknowledge our second uh, sponsor, Real Estate Maui Style. And uh, Myrna Stone, what a magazine they put together this month. It's got a beautiful picture of the sea on the cover. It's got information in there about Wailea, the film festival coming up. They've got uh, the food, the Maui Land and Trust Company, the coastal land and trust that they've done such a good job raising money to buy back the beach and uh, living Maui style. There's an author who wrote a fabulous book that I bet uh, Angel would be interested in uh, about the foods all over the world. We're going to have him on, but it's the 100 most healthiest foods in the world, and uh, he lives right here on Maui. His name, do you know him? His name is George Montaljean, uh, Montaljean? And uh, he talks about eating healthy, live, organic foods. So, Angel, right up your street. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got three of the limbs of this Raha Yoga, which is the uh, the Niyamas and Yamas and your Hatha Yoga. What are the other five? Yes. Um, these eight limbs of Raja Yoga, which are synonymous with integral yoga, and uh, for anyone just tuning in, the first two limbs are ethical perfection. Number three is asana, which means the physical postures. And the purpose of the physical postures is that when we go to sit and meditate, if your back, your ankle, your neck, your body hurts, it's very difficult to transcend. So by doing the hatha yoga, we get the cooperation of the body temple. 
And Hatha Yoga works on the health of the internal organs, the nerves, the glands, muscle tone, flexibility. It's a wonderful tonic for health of our body temple. And it's very difficult to accomplish anything, whether it be spiritual or material, without a healthy body. And that's why we do the Hatha Yoga, which includes the postures, breathing practices, deep relaxation, cleansing practices, breathing practices, and a yoga diet. That's the third component, asana. The number four is pranayama, which is the breathing practices. Some energize the system, some calm down the system, so you can always tune into the breathing practice that will help to bring you back to balance in any given moment. The fifth one is Pratyahara, which is withdraw the senses. In order to meditate, we have to draw the awareness inward. Then the sixth one is Dharana, which is concentration on one point. In order to make the mind one-pointed, to still the mind. Number seven is meditation. When that one point is fixed, then the state of meditation naturally occurs. And when we're in a state of meditation, meditation that glides us into samadhi which means union with the divine union with that divine presence whether we call that the christ presence or peace or bliss or atman or nirvana or satori so many different names given to that absolute feeling of peace union oneness grace and so when we practice these steps, they glide us into that direct experience. And you uh, live this. This is your, your life is your message. You truly yes, live this. exactly. I love the quotation that says, first, our spiritual practices become part of our life, and then they become a way of life. So for me, it is definitely my way of life. From the morning when I wake up, I dedicate my every single thought, word, and action to the divine, and I move through my entire day as prayer in motion. Everything I think, say, or do, I offer to the divine, and I do my best to live these principles. Well, it certainly shows. Um, pronounce your name. Sure. I, I, um, Minakshi, Minakshi is a Sanskrit name that was given to me by my teacher, Swami Satchidananda. Minakshi is the name of a goddess that I was named after. Then my middle name is Angel, and my last name is Honig, H-O-N-I-G, which means honey. All right. Love it. Well, what a beautiful name. And how long have you been a practitioner of this wonderful way of life? Yes, I've been a student of Swami Satchidananda's for over 35 years and teaching yoga for the last over 30 years, the last 16 of which have been at the Grand Wailea Resort. I've been teaching there since they opened, since day one through the present. And now I have this wonderful retreat up in Olinda for the month of June. And so people can come for a day or they can come for what? How, yes, what is the availability? They can, um, come for a day, for a week, for the whole month. They can come just for their own rejuvenation and their own edification, or they can come and uh, seek the um, certification course, which is a 200-hour yoga teacher certification course. So you can either come here to become a teacher or just come here for your own practice. What it sounds like a bit of heaven if someone's you know driving around going wow I just want to deepen Maui I want to deepen the experience they would call eight seven four one eight eight seven would they talk to you Angel or would they get yes, someone else they can talk to me they can also call my voicemail number if they want to just leave a message and that's five seven three fourteen fourteen. Okay. Well, you know, it was just really precious of you to uh, stop your busy day, but I was talking with your brother, and he told me about this wonderful uh, retreat that you were doing, and I thought, well, you know, next week we're going to be talking with Barry Rivers about the wonderful Maui Film Festival. We always like to talk to people who are doing great things on Maui. So if you have a project or something, give us a call at Unity, and we'll talk to you and see if we can get you on the radio. But thank you so much, because what you shared was so really helpful. So if someone was uh, just driving around Maui today, 
And uh, I love how your life becomes prayer in motion. That's just uh, just such a beautiful vision. Barbara Marcus Hubbard always likes to remind us, she's our special guest next week, that, that you, you affirm what it is you want to live. And so if someone's right now going, my life becomes prayer in motion, that would change your life. You would start to bump into the right books and teachers and possibilities. And so I would just invite anyone to hold the highest ideal that they have and begin to affirm it. And you don't have to make it happen. You just have to plant that seed. But what are some things that people could do right now if they can't get up to your retreat? But, you know, I know you have those little 108 ways. You've got, you've got these wonderful little booklets of uh, gratitudes and blessings and ways that people shift consciousness. Yes. Um, um, what someone could do well, one thing they could do is just simply count their breathing one to ten three times. That is so centering. You could do that at a red light. You can do that while you're in line at the bank or the grocery store or at a post office. Or you could do that while you're waiting for your com- computer screen to come up or online, uh, waiting for um, anytime there's a little lull in the day. Just stop and count your breathing one to ten, three times. That's a wonderful little mini vacation now, in the day. Now, what does that mean, count my breathing ten times? Oh, for example, as you inhale, you could mentally repeat OM1, and as you exhale, OM2. As you inhale, OM3. As you exhale, OM4, all the way up to ten, and then begin again at one. And that is so centering, because what that does is it unifies the mind and the body through the link of the breath. And you can do it with your eyes opened or closed anywhere, anytime. Is it important that you put the OM one or love one? Is That, that would it, be excellent, yes. Does that help just link the highest intention with the calming the body? Is that Exactly, Mary, yes, it does. Another thing someone could do is they could go to Unity Church on Sunday. <laughs> I always find that to be so uplifting and so inspiring, and I love that you have such a universal approach that includes everybody. So no matter what your spiritual path or orientation is, if you come to Unity Church, you will be uplifted and enriched, and you do it with so much humor and that's something that anyone could do that would certainly glide them into this divine presence. It's the field. The field of infinite, unconditional love then allows what's within us to emerge. And this week we have two very special guests um, they we just had them on the radio, Dr. Marge Britt and Paul Timon, who are marvelous meditation teachers, and they are a mystic. They just bring perfect love. It's such a tender, beautiful thing to see a husband and wife flow together. It's so gentle, so genuine, and so beautiful. Um, so one more thing. We've got just less than a minute. gratitude, oh. and I would like to appreciate you, <sighs> Mary, and acknowledge you for just the enormous contribution you have made ever since you came to Maui, and I know you're a global player, and your presence of divine, unconditional love, you're like, you know, all the rivers go to the ocean. You're like the ocean. All these paths flow to you, and I love the way you're so inclusive of all the different paths, and you recognize that unity in diversity, and I just love and appreciate so much the way you present and your humor and your love and all that you've brought to Maui. And we are just so blessed to have you here. And, you and we're out here. of time. God bless you, Angel. 